how do you deal with people that feel toxic around you? People that you have to talk to or deal with or run into for whatever reason, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, and every time you sit in their presence, it just feels like a piece of you dies from how absolutely difficult it is to interact with them, listen to them, or how they might bully you or others or talk backbiting. I mean, how do you deal with people that suck your energy and make you feel worse than when you first sat with them? Today, we're going to talk about the four ways intelligent people deal with difficult and toxic people. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you each week with things that you ask us to talk about. Now, we have gotten a lot of calls, DMs in relation to dealing with toxic people. Like, what do I do? And while it can seem incredibly complicated, it's not. But a lot of it requires us to know exactly how to respond time and time again, no matter who it is that we deal with that really just honestly feels toxic or negative. And while life is already hard, sitting next to a person who just sucks your energy and any positivity out of your life dry just makes it that much harder. So today we're going to give you the four ways that intelligent people deal with difficult and toxic people so that you can start that immediately, no matter what situation you're in. Now, right before that we start, I just want to give a shout out, as I told you in the past, and I haven't done it for a couple episodes, but we are back again. And I just want to give a shout out to um, Melissa. Thank you so much for DMing me and letting me know your story. A lot of you guys reach out to me and she let me know how much she's been listening to the podcast and just really trying to apply everything she's been learning. So just shout out to Melissa, Jazakumallahu Khairan for your DMs. They mean the world. Thank you so much for trusting me with your story and love that you're a listener on the podcast. Um, you can send me a DM or you can give me a review on the Apple podcast and I will definitely, definitely look as I always have to shout you out here on the podcast. All right, right before we get started, I just want to let you what is go- let you know what is going down here at Mindful Musma. We have a ton going on. So just really quick, the top four things that after the podcast, like the after party, women are joining right now. Um, we have a free emotions class that I've been running for a week or two. We're going to end that soon, like maybe within a week. And so if you were kind of interested, you were super busy, get in on that free class. Um, everything I'm going to mention here is on my website, www.mindful-muslim.com. I'll try to put the links below as well. And the second one is we are currently doing free access to our global sisterhood. And so if you want to get access and you want to get into Estad Yahya Rabbi's class on Heart Softener, now is the time. I'll put the link below. You get free free access to not only his sessions, but every live session that we do. So if you really want that support motivation outside of the podcast in a huge way live with me and the rest of my team, more than welcome to join. Number three, we have the self-love workshop. Just don't forget, um, that has already started. We've been giving the bonuses away. And if you miss them, you can go back and watch the bonus warm-up lessons. It officially, officially starts on the 18th, but people are already got in. Actually, today we gave away, no, yesterday, we gave away two free entire programs and a membership as well. So I just want you to know when you're in there, we do want it to be fun and we have interactive prizes and lessons and activities as well. And inshallah, if you're looking for improving yourself, 
confidence, your self-worth, and that honestly just affects every area of your life for finding a spouse, fixing relationships, finding internal peace, all that, all that is covered. And um, lastly, really excited. First time I'm saying this in the podcast, we're going to be doing our first in-person event, December 3rd and 17th, inshallah, we're having a matrimonial matchup. A lot of you tell me you don't know where to find spouses, you're struggling, and you don't know how, you don't know where, you don't know the questions to ask, you know how, and so I'm coming live in person. I've been doing this online only for about the past year and a half, supporting women, our very first event in Brooklyn, New York. If you're from Brooklyn, woo, shout out to Brooklyn. Um, I think they're going to have buses coming in from the Bronx, Queens, all over. Really excited because we're not only going to give you the opportunity to possibly find a spouse um, that could be your match, but also the tools on what to do when you're in that room with them. Obviously, it's halal. Everything is done Islamically aligned. You know how I work, but that is really exciting and that's what we're looking forward to more details if you want to message me on instagram i'll send you but i will be releasing the registration for that soon and let's dive into the podcast now people often can press our buttons it's really really hard and sometimes people are unaware of how much they're affecting us negatively but the truth is we're all responsible for protecting our internal peace now, you know here, all I do is give you the how-to steps for how to deal with difficult life situations as a Muslim. How do I Islamically respond to these people, no matter who they are? So what I'm going to tell you today is going to apply to if it's family members, friends, colleagues. These are just some standard practices, some smart ways that people deal with difficult and toxic people, somebody, people with experience, people who tend to have success with people. I'm going to give you four things that they all do. All right. So the first one, number one is they set limits, right? Complainers and negative people, they love to wallow in their problems and they want others to join in, right? That's kind of what it is. And people often feel pressure to listen to complainers because they don't want to be seen as insensitive or rude. But there's a fine line between lending a sympathetic ear and getting sucked into their negative emotional spiral. And on top of that, we could easily fall into sin as we're nodding our head away. I had one particular sister, she told me a scenario when we, I do consultation calls, you guys know, so I'm on this consultation call with her and she's telling me how somebody just keeps calling her and you know, they being negative and she just like, yes, is them to death. Mm-hmm, yeah, I know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cause they don't, you know, want to hurt their feelings and so forth. So one day she was doing that as she normally is. And then that person got mad at her and turned around and told the person who they were complaining about that she was the one who was talking bad about them. Now you have to be really careful because as you're guessing another person to death, as they're complaining and talking about somebody else, which could be a ghiba, which is backbiting, which is a huge punishment. Um, you know, you think you're just going, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, but in, if you just even put your two cents in anyway, they're like, oh, then they run to tell the other person. You would never imagine they do that knowing they were just complaining about them. But these things happen, right? People, let me know if you know what I'm talking about. Has ever seen kind of like something like that happen? I have seen it so many times. So now you can avoid all of this by setting limits and distancing yourself when necessary. Just think of it this way. If the complainer were smoking, right? You would sit there all day inhaling the secondhand smoke. Now, you'd have to be like, oh, that's toxic. Let me take a step back. 
Now, because it's smoke and it's in our face, it seems obvious and easy. But when it comes to words that are equally toxic and unhealthy and harmful, sometimes we just sit a little too close for a little too long. So distance yourself and feel that this is something you have a right to do because you do. Because the prophet, peace be upon him, he wouldn't sit in that gathering. He wouldn't continue. Which goes into the second one. Establish boundaries and follow through. I said that as a two-part process. There are some people who don't know how to set boundaries with people. Now, I had a book club recently where we were talking about boundaries and some people were sisters were saying, hey, shout out by the way to the book club ladies. Um, Alhamdulillah, this is actually our last Sunday, so don't forget to join. For those of you who've been asking me, we do have book clubs totally free. Every year we have three to four. I know in 2023, we have three of them coming up, inshallah ta'ala. We have a wait list now at this point. If you want to get into the next one, I know people keep trying to get into this one, but we're closing up shop. But just wanted to throw that out there because I do get that question a lot as I was bringing this up. So we were in the book club. We were talking about boundaries. Some women were saying, hey, you know, I struggle to make boundaries. Some are like, yeah, I make those, but they get broken all the time. So that's why I say make them follow through. There is, this is an area where people tend to sell themselves short. And that's because they feel like they work or live with someone. They have no way to control the chaos. What happens if the problem is your mom? What happens if the problem is your spouse? What happens if the problem, you know, like those negative complainer people all the time. It's an auntie that lives in the house. You can't run away, but you can still set boundaries. It couldn't be further from the truth that you can't do anything. Okay. Once you find your way to rise above the person, you'll begin to rationally understand when and when you don't have to put up with them. And you could do this by, you could even avoid a lot of the conflict by predicting and looking at patterns. A lot of us think that every day a situation is new when often it's just the same thing over and over again. And I used to give this scenario and, I, and it seems kind of obvious, but I, the funny thing is we don't do it. So I want you to imagine if someone knocks at my door and when I go to open the door, they punch me in the face. I know that sounds extreme, but bear with me. I open the door, they punch me in the face. I'm like, hey, what's that all about? And I close the door. The next day, someone knocks on my door, I open the door, they punch me in the face, right? I'm like, hey, that feels familiar, right? The next day, someone knocks on the door, I crack open the door, I see it's the person, we're talking, and then eventually I'm like, all right, you know what, they just need to talk, this is that. open the door fully, they punch me in the face. Here's the thing, if you open the door the fourth time without a plan, as if you didn't know someone knocking on your door might punch you in the face, that would be ridiculous. Yes? No? Usually if I give this example, people are like, obviously, right? Hmm. Hmm. Yet, how many times have you dealt with the same person over and over? You know they're walking over to your table to talk about the other sister across the measure, or you know they're going to come call you up or text you because they just want to talk about everything horrible about their life and their day and their spouse, and they want to talk about this sister and that sister or whatever you know you've been there before. But how often do we have the same response we've always had and then feel torn down by that person? Do you get what I'm saying? It's the same thing like getting punched in the face and just letting yourself keep getting punched in the face. It's so obvious it's coming if you really pay attention. So picking up patterns of when this is happening and then having a prepared 
plan or response. Now, a lot of women have been contacting me also about just different things, right? It's the same thing. I'm going to make a connection here. When you're constantly getting anxious, when you're constantly getting depressed, a lot of women call me with these emotions. And I would say the same thing, noticing that it is a pattern. You have triggers, you have things that are causing the pain, but most people are just like, no, it's just my situation. I can't do anything about it. It's not going to get better. Like we just get all negative, right? So there, if we, if we stop and look, there are patterns. And then if we know something is coming and we go up, that's familiar. Last time I remember how I felt when that happened and we have a planned, prepared response. It's much less likely that we're going to have to deal with that person and go through that same hardship. We had to sit with them and their toxicity last time because I've already managed a way around it. So if you have questions on that, let me know. You could always DM me, but I do want to say, um, having a follow through with those boundaries is equally key to having the boundaries at all. So sit with yourself. What am I going to put up with this person? What am I not going to put up with? Most of the question people have are what are my obligations, right? It's, it's my auntie. I have to sit there, right? Hmm. To a point, not really. What do we owe people? And so we have to first learn, what do I owe that person? How much obligation do I actually have? And then follow through. Now, there's going to be a point where somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. That's that. But you have to decide, is me sitting here right now actually going to harm the two of us, cause both of us to sin, displeasure with Allah? Then you're going to have to choose to leave. And sometimes it's going to upset people. But at the end of the day, it's not any better you sitting. You get me? Number three, recognize and ignore insults. Now, toxic people love to insult other people, and sometimes they do this in a subtle way. People like this attempt to disguise insults with compliments. And let me see if these sound familiar to you. They say things like, ooh, I'd never have the confidence to wear that, or you do well when you try. Like, you know, they're just making it like, mm, and then they make it sound like they're complimenting you or they're saying something. It's very, very subtle, but actually they're just like digs on you. And although these might sound like statements, they're actually dropping little seeds of doubt in your mind by putting conditions on your capabilities. And so learn to hear the truth behind the veil of compliments if that's the way they're coming at you and ignore them. You will know you have grown when you can actually almost laugh in your head at what they say. Side note, be careful about laughing in front of them because it would obviously tend to make them angry. But I want you to know that it has to roll off your back. How, sis? It's so painful. It's only painful if you act like any of it's true. You know it's not true. Or do you? Do you see? That's where that self-confidence comes in. That's why we keep doing things like we're doing with the self-love workshop. It's not really just about self-love. It's about having that confidence in yourself where people say things and it rolls off your back. It doesn't affect you. But you can't do that unless you love yourself with that level of confidence you need. And that's why we've been focusing on it. Lastly, staying aware of emotions. You can't stop someone from pushing your buttons, okay? You can't stop them from what they're doing. But you can always control your reaction. And if you don't recognize when these things are happening, maintaining an emotional distance requires awareness, right? It's really, really important. Sometimes you'll find yourself in situations where you need to regroup and choose the best words or ways to move forward when you deal with these people. It's really important to assess in the moment your emotional state. This way, if you're really on edge, you can avoid contact with them altogether. 
Now, just some quick resources on this. I mentioned the free class on emotions. We talk about the importance of stopping in the moment. We talk about what your mind does to you. It's really important to be aware of these things as you're moving through these solutions for yourself. Now, recently in our workshop, our self-love workshop, I was talking about a sister named Rania. Now, when she first came to us, she struggled because culturally she was taught to think certain ways about herself. She always had the aunties come over to her house and tell her, you know, oh my gosh, you're getting so fat or, oh, look at you, or you're not good because you're complaining. And, you know, the idea of what a good woman, quote unquote, was, was something that was ingrained in her for a long time. So when she came to me, she was like, look, I can't do it. I have these cultural holdups. You're not going to be able to change my family. This is never going to change. My life is going to suck. Like she was really, really deep down in believing that she couldn't do it. She couldn't improve her life. She couldn't feel better about herself because everyone was going to keep knocking her down. She was going to hear all the comments about her grades or how she's not as good as her cousin or whatever it was. And the truth is, um, the way she felt about herself just led to her depression and low self-esteem. But after she came to us and she worked with us and her team, and then she was there in our, she was actually a student in our emotions course. And she went through understanding that she had much more power than she really thought she did. Um, her self-confidence skyrocketed. Her mindset shift turned so positive and she realized in the moment as she was starting to get upset, anxious, or depressed from these things, she could control her emotions. She just needed to know how. This was all about her getting the confidence and clarity that she needed and that all came with her learning how to do it. These are just tools. Anyone can learn them. And so I say that because I want you to know it's the same with you. It's like how do I say this? It's like just, you know, not understanding how to tie your shoes. And then everybody ties their shoes. Like, look, it's like walking, tying your shoes. These seem so tedious. You know, why would you bring up such simple things? Well, I promise you, when you were a toddler, the level of frustration you had for walking and tying your shoes was pretty high. Probably kind of what it's like right now to deal with a toxic person sitting in front of you and just the frustration and the feeling of, you know, negativity. And so at, at different phases of our life, things seem challenging until we learn how to do them and then we move on. So right now, the majority of us do not have a problem walking, although I promise you at the time, it was a lot of falling on our face. So if you've done enough of falling on your face at this point in your life and you're like tired of being crushed by other people, being a people pleaser because you just don't want people to be upset with you or annoyed with you or whatever, and then you end up living this life where I'm just making everybody else feel good while I feel horrible, that is a sad existence. We don't need that for you. I'm sure you don't want to live that way another day. But what if you could live better? What if you could use these tactics, like what we're talking about in the podcast today, to take back that control, to not allow other people to control you, to push you, to convince you to do things you don't want to do because you actually know how to respond in a way that is responsible and not offensive, but also assertive which is what we claim or hope to do for women because we want them to feel confident and clear. And that comes with a level of mature assertiveness. And I want you to know that this only happens in one way, by you taking action. So I'm really glad you joined us for the podcast and I want you to learn how to do all these things, but you have to try them out on your own, no matter how hard they are, how much they maybe make somebody's eyebrows raise a little. And you kind of just have to try your best to implement them and change the way you've done things before because the only way things are going to change is if you take action. Let's just take a really quick recap. Number one, set limits. Only you can set the boundaries. I will tell you what I've told many sisters in my consultation calls. 
people can only do to you what you let them. The other day, a sister was telling me about some situation she's in, but I'm like, but why, why would that happen? She's like, well, they just kept doing it. And I was like, but why did you let them do it? She's like, well, you know, they were going to be mad if I said they were going to this, they were that. I go, well, that's, you just answered your question. That's why they keep doing it. Cause you allow it, you allow them to do it. And they had this epiphany moment where they were like, oh, well, how do I, how do I stop that? And I said, well, you just do this, this, this. And then when they insist about this, 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 you just tell them, Hey, I'm sorry, but I'm just not able to do that. Thanks for asking though. Not in a sarcastic way, not in, you know, a, a rude way. There's this middle ground if we could just learn. So set those limits. Number two, establish boundaries and then follow through. That's not okay. I don't do that. And I don't go places like that. Let your friends know. I don't go those places. And by the way, a lot of people have been asking me if I have any tips for friends. And I think people don't know I have a friendship series. So here's the deal. If you are new to the podcast, make sure you go back and you check out our other episodes. We have ones on love, relationship, marriage, how to find spouses, emotional healing. We have on how to like get your act together and organization and time and habits. We have like so many things, but a lot of people don't know. So definitely go back. But yeah, number one limits, number two boundaries. The other ones were recognize and ignore insults. Sometimes we just feel not good and we don't know how to stand up to a person and sometimes you can't say things to their face because of who they are but you surely can allow them to affect you less by not taking their insults seriously and last stay away excuse me stay aware of strong emotions awareness is the first step to healing everything we did a huge piece on that in warm-up number one and warm-up number two in the self-love workshop and you guys were there shout out to you you know exactly what i'm talking about awareness came up over and over you cannot let's like I hate to say this, but you know, like they have alcoholics and alcoholics anonymous. The first thing is awareness and acceptance. Like you have to be like, yes, I'm an alcoholic. Like you have to almost admit like, yes, I'm a nail biter. Like clearly I have a problem, right? You have to like actually say to yourself, if you're not aware of your emotions and how they're getting triggered and when it's happening and who's doing it and kind of how it's happening, what's happening in your body and your chest, what are you feeling? If you're not taking a moment to take that in. You're just like, it's all the time. No, it's not. I promise there are patterns. You're just not slowing down enough. And all we do with women is help them mindfully slow down so they can notice. And in that awareness, you learn so much about yourself. You become a master of yourself because you're really in tune with what makes you happy, what doesn't. And then you get the tools to learn how to make that actually a reality and not just a thought, not just a wish right? We love working with so many of you. Don't forget those things that I mentioned. We have the free emotions class. We have the global sisterhood for full on support. You should not be alone. The self-love workshop and the in-person event, I will be announcing officially on Instagram soon. You'll see my flyer poster go around. Love you all for the sake of Allah. Cannot wait to work with even more of you in this upcoming week. I think it's Thursday, Friday, no, is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the actual full-on workshop days. We're going to have a little huddle the day before in the 17th, so I can't wait to be with y'all then. But if you haven't already got inside, we're closing the doors this week. Get yourself in www.mindful-muslim.com. And any questions, you can always DM me or talk to my team, mindfulness at mindful-muslim.com. All right? Love y'all for the sake of Allah. Talk to you in the next one. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته